When I say that, I want to hear Dynasty on three. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always, we have with us EPE. This is episode 115. And let's just get right into it. How are you doing this evening, Nick? We want the cup. We want the cup. We want the cup. It's coming home. The cup's coming home to Colorado. Back where it belongs. <laughs> where it belongs. Uh, okay, man, that's a bit generous. Uh, it, it should come back home. We'll get into that later on, a little foreshadowing. Let's uh, stop here and see what uh, EPE is doing this evening. How are you doing this evening? Uh, doing good, man. Hey, it doesn't matter. God, We're gonna go I knew it was coming. It. <laughs> I fucking knew it was coming. He was actually confident on that one, too. He was going into the next sentence. He, he's Dude. never going to be able to do it. He just knows that we're looming, bro. He just, just knows. I'm, I'm broken mentally. I just can't. <laughs> you guys have broken me. It's like going through boot camp with you two. Hey, dude, it's you got one thing in common with James Harden then. Uh, well, sorry, that? You got, that you're broken. That's hurtful. You got one thing in common with uh, Ben Simmons. I thought you were going to go talk about my weight. I was like, yeah, here we go. Oh, and you're fat too. <laughs> I'm just like, no, dude, that's. No, it's much, funnier. it's much funnier when you take the teams down too, bro. Got him. Can't hang a curveball like that. That's 450 dead center. <laughs> bro, uh, what is that? What is that, a moon blast or a moon that's an beam? absolute moon beam, Doug. Moon beam. Bar- bartender, Jack. <laughs> All right, how are you doing, Eric, for real, for real? Uh, doing good. I was going to say I'm, I hope the Avs win because I want to celebrate with my boy, but – yeah, you know what? I still want them to win. I love you, Nick. I want the I want the Avs to win so we can celebrate, bro. Like the worst. That was like the worst compliment. Like that hurt you. That physically pain you to like you're like trying to shit talk and then you decided not to, but still shit talk to compliment to me. Yeah, pretty much. We were just talking about that this weekend. I don't like he wants to see celebrate like his his friends' teams win, celebrate with them. I don't want any of my friends' teams to ever win, but. Making the exception for my podcast. So wait, so wait, so Jermaine wants to see his friends' teams win, right? I'll barring, talk. Uh, barring, barring that they are not in. Well, I guess because if the Panthers won the Super Bowl, you wouldn't care. I would not sell. So I told Eric, I was like, "Look, I will talk shit all year long, but if the team actually wins, I will be happy for my friends." Right. And then I told him, "But if the Panthers win, I don't give a fuck." You're not hearing right. a word from me. I'm not happy one second or iota. You can't be in my division and expect me to be happy for you. I don't that's care. What I was, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You could be my lover, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, but, if the ab, but if the abs win, you will be happy for me. And if the Blackhawks win, I will be happy for you. Exactly. That's what I was but saying. But neither of us will be happy if the Flyers – is that your team this week, Eric? If the Flyers win. No. I don't even have I don't even have a response. I don't Hey, who's that who's that Rockies player that plays in Boston now? Trevor Story, bro. I'll never hey, hey, I'll hey, never he's back. No, dude, I, I just I Eric, I think you're a cold, unfeeling person who doesn't care about your friends. One hundred percent. Okay. Well then let's move on. Come on now. Glad 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 we got that out of the way. I mean now all they're... your friends. All your friends truly care about sports, and you don't even want to see them happy. No, not at no. I mean, and yet we got to listen to you every week that that your team is all. Oh, the 76ers are gonna lose again. 
Hey man, that's I just how it be. Dog, dude. That's just hey, how Mom, Duncan. You didn't me grow up with me. cowboy fans as friends, though. You'd understand if your friends were cowboys fans. They're fucking god awful. Okay. Okay, so now that the podcast has been uh, sufficiently stopped because Nick couldn't comprehend Cowboys fans. Well, I was like, uh, I, like I don't, yeah, I mean, guess are Cowboys fans like that bad? Oh, they're just dude. your they're just your team's rival fan. I think no, 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 no. They're by no, far no, the no, worst no. fans in sports. <laughs> no, no, no. The the joke that they say this is our year every year is not a joke. Okay, well, Th- that is not a joke. Fans. It's getting so bad to where Cowboys fans are getting beaten down so much, they're starting to not even say this is our year. As they should, because it's almost never been their year for like right. 30, 30 years. So, no, it's as it, it's worse than you could possibly think. Cowboys fans are despicable. Especially, Today, with, the, especially with the target version of Deshaun Watson. <laughs> No, dude, don't disrespect Target like that, bro. That's no, that's, no. Dak Prescott is the Target version of Deshaun Watson. No, he's great value, Sean Watson. That's Walmart, bro. That's Walmart, bro. Target's a tier above Walmart. We can all admit that. The the creatures that shop at Walmart sometimes are not human. Change my mind. Yeah, no, not true. But you know what's worse than Walmart? Kmart. Do those even exist oh. anymore? Kmart, yeah. yeah. I can Kmart tell you where Kmart is right now. In, <laughs> in, in Guam, bro. Eric, go there. Go there. There's creatures there, and they lurk. I'm good. I don't even go to Walmart. You reach in for something, you'll get snatched and pulled in, and you're, then you're a member of the Kmart gremlins. You, you want to know how low-brow Kmart is, Eric? And I love the place that I'm about to, to talk about. It's always by a liquor store. Because it's a value. But they have a Little Caesars in Kmart. <laughs> that's how that's how lowbrow Kmart is, bro. bro it's Little not even Caesars. hot and ready either. Like Little Caesars is in Kmart. Like it's great tremendous value. Five bucks gets you a whole pizza. It's fire. It's a pretty good pizza for five bucks. But it's also five dollar pizzas. <laughs> so I understand what I'm getting. Now you have stores that have Starbucks in them, or they have you know, bank Panera or, bread or some or shit. Panera bread or some fucking wild. Yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kmart was just like, yo, we gotta get a little Caesars. Our I pizza. thought you were gonna say uh, CC's, man, with the five dollar buffet. That oh, would do it. CC's has a special place in my heart. That's where we used to hoop and go to CC's right afterwards, dude, and smash. Everyone's just like, oh, I need a dollar. <laughs> Everyone's lending out dollars to complete the tax, bro. <laughs> Yo, on, on road trips, we'd always, like, smash the CCs, and, like, the coach would be like, yo, like, I'll pay for dinner, and we used to be like, bet, <laughs> and, like, see how, like, just see how, like, get them to specially make pizzas, like, we'd have the staff scrambling at, like, 8 p.m. on a Thursday, because we're trying to eat our coach out of house and home. So, CCs fucked up by changing their logo. They fell off when they changed their logo. Have you seen the new logo? Uh, uh-uh. it's not good. You should just give it a Google, and you'd be like, "People are getting paid money to design this." Speaking of, hold on, I'll stop. Forget about CCs, Eric. You still have not made a comment on this. 
is that Eagles logo is that accurate? Is that what the Eagles changed their logo to? Yeah. They they that's I don't know I don't know why you're questioning it. That's what they changed it to. It's on the website, everything. That's just awful. Okay, so what you didn't answer so what are your thoughts on this logo? Uh I have no opinion until Howard Roseman's dead at this point. I know we had a great draft this year, but I just everything this team's been doing since 2018 has just been god awful and this is just on the add to the list. It's just it's like a blob of just white paint that barely says Eagles on it. Why is the GM getting bodied for a logo decision? I'm pretty sure it was his decision. Uh, look, I'm gonna Google what Howie Roseman's uh what job is. How to fuck up the Eagles. That's his job description. <laughs> it's so funny that the only guy who can get the championship done in Philadelphia is the guy that Eric gives the most heat. Right. Well, I didn't see him down there throwing passes, catching balls. All right. I have seen him oh. trade away our quarterback, cut our coach, sign a five foot seven running back to play a quarterback. Yeah, but he's jacked, but he's jacked now, Eric. That's true. Even though he looks exactly the same as he did last year. Now, I have, I have a question. So, I believe it was the Eagles account that, that sent it out, like that sent out the Instagram, but they've also, uh, I've also seen it followed. They, they tweeted this picture, of, or I sent out this picture of Jalen Hurts, and he looks like, bigger, I guess. I, it, I don't care if my quarterback got bigger in the offseason, right? That, no. should not, that should not fascinate me as a, as a fan. Did he get more accurate? Did he get smarter? Did he learn the playbook better? Right. Can he audible at the line? The greatest quarterback of all time has the worst combine picture ever. Um. No, look, the only time I want you posting side-by-sides is if the transformation is so drastic that he's winning Mr. Olympia. Yo, go look up right now Alfonso Soriano. Oh, he's jacked right now. He's jacked, jacked. He's jacked right now, bro. I think Nick will will remember this one. Fucking uh, a real transformation is that Goretzka kid from Bayern. You guys remember when he first started there? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, dude, I got to send you guys this. Dude dude is... Leon Leon Goretzka is jacked now. No, dude, the glow up of the century is Manu Cristiano Ronaldo, oh, 100%. seventeen years old, to absolute lady slayer killer. hundred percent. it doesn't even it doesn't even seem real, bro. No, it doesn't. Like uh, like ugly duckling story in the flesh. Yeah, one hundred percent. Ooh, I always these wraparound shots behind the nets are always so sketchy, bro. Yeah, uh, we have we have game three. Uh, live and live and up right now. So, oh, that's right. Some, you'll probably you'll probably get some reactions. But we we are live on a podcast, right? We are live on a podcast. Yeah, we are. All right. Well, today's episode is gonna have pop culture. Pick them. Pick your last meal, uh, and then we'll do one item per per round. And one of the I, one of the rounds will include a drink. We'll get into the NBA Finals review. That's right. The NBA Finals is over. The NBA season is finito. And we'll get into that overall discussion. Talk about what we saw in those six games. We were robbed of a seven-game series because one end couldn't hold up, one end couldn't hold up their end of the bargain. And then we'll check in briefly into the Stanley Cup, which we are watching live right now for game three. 
And oh my goodness, is that an old goal? Sorry. Uh, I think that was that's an active goal happening right now. I just looked up. Yeah. Right, so, happened, yeah. <laughs> so the score is 3 1. Tampa's coming back fast and furious to try to make this a series. Uh, but you know, as I always say, the series doesn't start until we're on the road. Today's pop culture order is Nick, Eric, myself. And uh, so let's see. Eric just sent us this photo of Leon Goretzka. This is the kid who scored the goal in the World Series. I mean, not the World Series. The World playoff. Series. In the in the World Cup and then never did anything, right? No, that's Mario Goetze. Oh, that's Goetze. Yeah, yeah, Goetze because he had a hole in his heart. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, dude, that's a big-time change. Dude, I'm telling you. Whatever they're doing what? in Bayern's working. Yeah, they don't have they don't have a bigger shirt for this guy. <laughs> no, dude. He's still it's wearing. Like, he's we're still wearing the same kit size, bro. He's wearing his youth extra large jersey. Why? Why am I scrolling through this article and not reading, and then all of a sudden I have a rugby player in one of the photos who's just way more jacked? Right. They're like, also, here's a dude that actually hits people for a living. What? Like who? This dude's jacked, but let me see if I can get his name right. Alessana. Tulagi is, yeah, that dude's big as fuck. But why is he in this order? Well, he's because he's because they had to compare him. Look how look how much Leon Goretzka looks like a Samoan. <laughs> I guess so, dude. That was just a random insert of a Samoan guy. All right, Yo, so like, like like Jermaine alluded to, the pop culture pick on this week comes from uh, the actual executive producer. Uh, of this podcast, or I should say, head executive producer. I'm sorry, Eric. That that takes away from your position as executive producer, head executive producer, of Nevada. Uh, so each of us, Jermaine said the order. Each of us uh, are going to pick our last meal, and it's going to consist of a main course, a side, a dessert, a drink, and either another side or an appetizer. Um, so. I'll go first, since that's the order that Jermaine had it. Yeah, I was waiting for you to just go into your pick, and then it kind of tied off. <laughs> I'm going to choose homemade fried chicken. Or I'll say like a country side of the road shack fried chicken. Grandma's fried chicken. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Okay, I, that's a solid choice. Nick, I got to get my dad to cook you some fried chicken. It'll change okay. your life, my friend. Yeah, I bet it will. I love, I love fried chicken. He uh, he puts uh, like eleven spices in his oil, and he lets the oil sit for like fifteen days. Don, he he's been getting you buckets from KFC. No, no dice, no chance, bro. Come on now. Anyway, uh, with my first pick, I'm gonna go with a T-bone steak. It's a good choice. Bone in, of course. T-bone. Eric's uh, dad is the best white boy chef this side of the Mississippi. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> T-bone steak and fried chicken are off the list. I'm honestly like, this, is just, this just doesn't feel last meal worthy. I don't know. In my head, I guess I'm always churching it up to like it has to be something crazy specific. But let's see. Uh, for my main course, I'm going to go, um, man, 
I'll go a good, a nice. Oh, I want a filet mignon from Cattleman's Ranch, just an hour outside of my hometown. It might be an hour and a half. It's it's a little far. A nice good filet mignon. I've been a well traveled man. And I have yet to find a filet mignon better than this place. It's I, got. Dude, I I always think that home cooked steak is better than any steak I've had at a restaurant. That's that's my unpopular opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, I gotta take you to Cattleman's, bro. Okay, well there we go. Maybe, maybe I haven't had Cattleman's yet. All right, so I'll I'll move into my side. This is where it gets interesting. There are so many delicious sides in the world. I you, and now you got to make the choice. Are you going to pair it with your main course? Or are you just going like my favorite side? I'm going Mofongo here. Okay. Maybe I don't, I, I've ever, I don't think I've ever had. I think I've just heard Mofongo talked about. Yeah, it's really hard to find a good spot for Mofongo. I really should just learn how to make it. Um but it's fucking delicious. The craziest mofongo I've ever had is they made the mofongo into a like goblet or chalice. So it had a base, okay. and then it got and then it got skinny, and then created a cup, and they filled the cup with like meat, potato, like a stew almost, like a like a stew in the cup, and that's what the mofongo came with. And then they cup they had the chalice surrounded by rice and then they had plantain more plantains because before yeah. now now jermaine jermaine for the uncultured white folk that listen explain what mofongo is so mofongo is a plantain based like i mean it just that- depends on how you mean for the white people explain what a plantain is <laughs> <laughs> wait so Jermaine's a tiny banana, you uncultured swine. <laughs> uh, I, I, I may have had it different than the way you had it, but isn't it just plantain deep fried with like chicharron and rice and stuff? Uh, well, it depends. On, the main ingredient is plantains. So it comes, okay. it comes in and it's served almost like a rice, mm-hmm. like how they put a scoop of rice on your plate or a scoop of mashed potatoes. It's served similar to that. And obviously you can prep it however you want and however you add it changes it. But it's usually like it's in the center of the plate and then the protein is on the side of it and then it comes like that. So it, it does look like if you got a big old plate of fried rice from a from an Asian John, that's what it would look like. Okay. But yeah, so Mofongo is a plantain, obviously. So for those of you who don't know what plantains are, they're bananas. <laughs> so they take that and they make it. They make it into a dish, and it's uh, it's pretty fucking fire, dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever had it. To be perfectly honest, I know what it was. I just don't think I've ever had it. Yeah, I mean, a well, lot of people. How much you love it is, I've never had it. I just heard it talked about. Yeah, a lot of people have heard of it, but have not had it. I think a lot of people have heard of it because of that DoorDash commercial with the Go Oat, the greatest order of all time. She at the way the ends of the commercial, she says the mofongo with a rice and a side of chicken. Yeah. It's fire, bro. It's real. Right. I, th- I think it's delicious. Go ahead. All right. So, 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 Mofongo for Jermaine. Eric? Yeah. Uh, with my second pick, I'm going to go with my first side since I'm having steak. 
And it's also one of my favorite foods. My side is going to be fettuccine alfredo. <laughs> I don't think that's a side, but I'll allow it. It's a side, bro. Yeah, I don't oh, think that's a side. That's a pasta, bro. That's a meal, my God. That's a meal, dude. <laughs> Not if I'm on death row. Ain't homie. nobody ordering fettuccine alfredo for a side. Bro, you ain't ever Yo, yeah, I, no I, way. I need to go to the restaurants that are like, yeah, you can get a T-bone steak with a side of fettuccine alfredo. Yeah. I will for sure go to that restaurant. That is insane, dog. Yo. I, I, you know, I will, I will back Eric up though for once, because I, I have had those like little like pasta things in a bag, and one of them is fettuccine alfredo, and it, and I have had steak and fettuccine alfredo, so I won't bag you that much, Eric. Appreciate it. Just, just, just I mean, it's a stupid you, side to pick, but I'm not going to bag you that much. Wait till you see because, my appetizer. Just because you've had it, it <laughs> does not mean it's. And hey, this is my meal. I'm the one dying. I said uh, that that's fine and good riddance. I'm keeping your Xbox. Bro, nah. bro, Go mac and me. cheese. Mac and cheese. Move on. <laughs> mac that's and cheese. I, that's what I almost picked, dude. I love uh, mac and cheese, bro. Bro, I'm divided here because I feel like I want to create like my perfect last meal, but I also want some like fire mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Because I fuck with mozzarella sticks. So I think I'm just going to go with, with mozzarella sticks for my appetizer. Okay, mozzarella sticks for his appetizer. That's fire. Uh, <laughs> Absolute <laughs> fire. Fried cheese slaps. I think that might be the biggest like communist detector, right? I can, I can disagree <laughs> Like, if you don't like cheese in battered deep fried, you're not American, right? Fair enough. Like, that's why it's on every bar menu ever. Because that shit slaps. Have you ever had a bad mozzarella stick? Like, a, like, a, like at a bar, a bad mozzarella stick? I have, you actually. Have? Yeah. It, the problem is, is like, and you might not agree with this. A lot of people might not agree with this. But there's, there's, there's a fine balance between too much cheese and not enough you know, breading. Like, if it's just absolutely too much cheese, it's just it's just not the same. I've had one where the cheese isn't melted on the inside. Oh yeah, that's a bummer. Like just a, <laughs> like, like a like a stick cheese that it's like string bake. cheese breaded. Like hmm. that's what it is, and it's almost like, dude, what did you do back there? Like, if you mess up mozzarella sticks, you know the rest of the food can't be good. Yeah, you gotta leave. <laughs> if you yeah. eat, if you bite into that and it's like a cheese stick. I'm throwing that mug down. I'm paying for my beer and I'm walking out. <laughs> I ain't paying for those mozzarella sticks. That's for God, uh, I'm sure. And I'm going to just cancel my order. <laughs> Let's get in on the uh, the side of fettuccine Alfredo here. <laughs> All right. So I, I was going to originally say the Chili's triple dipper for my appetizer. But uh, since we're not doing that, I'm going to go with, because it's one of my favorite foods, as an appetizer. A riblet, a riblet platter. That's not an appetizer. You got a meal, a meal, and a meal. My guy's got three entrees right now. Eric, dude, I didn't. I was joking when I called you fat at the beginning of the podcast. You got a meal, a meal, and a meal. It's not like I eat this every day. And this for is my dessert, last meal. I'm gonna take another T-bone steak. <laughs> 
right, yeah, fine. Yeah. I'll switch. I'll switch my appetizer pick. I'll switch it to. Uh... Oh my my guy said a ribwood platter. <laughs> not even like platter. Not even like steak chips. All right, I'm gonna switch it to, and you guys can't give me shit for this. I'm gonna switch it to wings. No, that's a side. Buffalo yeah. wings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my what, God. you want 50 of them? You want like a yeah, family tray? Exactly. My guy said, my guy said riblet platter. What's <laughs> I'm just saying, you can go to Applebee's right now and get a riblet platter as an appetizer. That's why I was saying that. <laughs> Eric, you can get anything as an appetizer if you just order it as an appetizer. I can be like, yo, let me get, let me get the steak with fingerling potatoes as an appetizer. And the restaurant will be like, okay. My guy. My guy had one half of the other people on this podcast convinced that maybe fettuccine Alfredo could be, a, be an appetizer. But, and now you've lost me. <laughs> and now you try to st- extend it further and get riblet platters. Bro, what a leap. All right, so we got mozzarella sticks and buffalo wings off for the appetizers spot. I'm going to go with the Southwestern egg rolls from Cheesecake Factory. Oh, bro. I, I think there might be like chicken in it as well, but I think there's a protein in it. But that egg roll from Cheesecake Factory is delicious. Uh, and if I'm going with an appetizer, that's the appetizer I want. Bro. Yeah, dude, no doubt. Great pick. Yeah. And the sauce that they put it with. Yes, dude. I don't even know what that sauce is. You ever eat a sauce and not know what it is? That's not the one I'm talking about. It's like sweeter. Yeah. Maybe it is avocado ranch. It's just sweet. Wait, I might. Wait, know what? I think I might be thinking about the chili Southwest egg rolls. I think I may have mistaken. Those are fires. I've never had bad Southwest egg rolls. Yeah, Uh, also good. It's just Southwestern egg rolls. You you get the gist. We don't have to argue what what restaurant it's from. Um, all right. So next, I'll take my dessert, and then I'm gonna wrap. My last pick will be the drink. So for my dessert, there's a lot of great fucking choices here. Uh, I'm gonna take the blondie from Applebee's. It's a great pick. Or great. the or the pizuki from Oregano's. Which one? <laughs> Which going- one? I'm going with the blondie dog. Because that pizuki, though, you can get half and half of cookies and, and they put ice cream on it. It's pretty fire, bro. They do a good job with that. Oh my goodness, it's four two now. All right. So the the blondie from Applebee's, Eric. Um, I guess I'll stick with the dessert theme and I'll go with man, this is tough because my all-time favorite dessert is one hundred percent tiramisu. But I think I'm gonna go with the cheesecake sampler platter from the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> he just wants to say platter. He's not even a little bit serious. God, Give dude. us your real fucking answer, you goo. That's like that's like eight pounds of cheesecake, Eric. It's not. He just wanted to say platter again. That's not dude, even. If, the if, you, if you are in jail, the guards are eating your leftovers <laughs> like, and like taking some home for their family. Uh, no, nah, I guess I'll go with tiramisu because that, that is my all-time favorite dessert. Eric having a death row potluck. Bro, Eric, Eric saw one movie where they had mini fridges in their in their prison cells, and now he thinks he can store all this overnight. Bro, this motherfucker. Speaking of Spiderhead on Netflix, pretty good, good movie. Fantastic good movie. movie. Pretty good movie. You forget uh, Chris Hemsworth is a good actor until you watch that. 
I need to uh, stop. All right. I need to stop telling you my takes, Eric. That, oh my god. <laughs> all right. That's sad. I, I, I could walk outside and be like, the sun is shining, and Jermaine would be like, why'd you take my take? No, Eric, I'm going to be honest. What? I thought in my head when you said that, I was like, that sounds like a Jermaine take. Okay. <laughs> I'm not All saying right. you don't have good takes sometimes, but that just sounded like a Jermaine take. I literally turned to him yesterday and said the same thing during the movie, and then now the podcast <laughs> It doesn't mean I didn't think it. All right, let's see. I vocalized it, therefore you thought it. No, <laughs> That's the correlation. Oh, right. damn. Right. So, right. Some, some Descartes in this, in this mug. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, for my dessert, I'm going to uh, get the shake from Buca de Beppo. Like the, the like family Sunday from Buca de Beppo. I actually don't know what you're talking about. Dude, it's like it feeds like 15 people and it's automatic diabetes. Yeah. It's auto diabetes. They order it and they give you insulin. And me and and shout out Ryan Murphy, college roommate. Him and I split one in college. Dude, me and Chris came Christmas 2011. Christmas, he said Christmas. That's the first time I went to the hospital after a meal. Eric was never the same after that. He became Wolford Brimley after eating that dessert. <laughs> he still can't make it up the stairs, bro. Sunday's still kicking in. <laughs> he, still, he has to take breaks. He's never been the same. That one Christmas stuff. Oh, it's just he's just sitting there at the bottom of his stomach. Hey, Sunday is with an E at the end, brother. Okay. All right. Uh drink. What you mad about, bro? I want a nice McDonald's fountain sprite for my drink. You're trying to you trying to die before you die or what? <laughs> Dude, that shit is crisp. You know why it tastes better from their fountain, right? Why's that? They have their own formula. So that when they signed their deal with Coke, they told Coke we want our sprite to be sweeter than any other sprite you have. And that's why everyone always talks about McDonald's sprite. It's because it's not the same sprite. They have, Ooh, they have I, their own. I made, a, too, I made right? a bad choice though, because I just thought of another drink. What's your other drink? Say it. Nah, I can't say it. I chose the McDonald's Sprite. No, but say what the say what you would have wished you would have got. It was the it's a Baja Blast from Taco Bell. <laughs> and then I let that I let dude. That's like that's like drafting a fucking wide receiver before another wide receiver. That's like drafting just, Nelson Aguilar or whoever we drafted over Justin Jefferson. You yeah. know who you drafted. Say his name, Eric. Don't no, don't even fuck it. Nelson how, Aguilar. How is Jalen Rager doing, Eric? Uh, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. God damn it, dead. All right, what's your what's your drink, Eric? All right, so I'm torn because the kid in me <laughs> desperately wants to say red Kool-Aid. Like a gallon of it. But I always said when I die, I want to die with a belly full of wine. And then I'm not going to finish the saying because there's probably, you know, I don't want to get us in trouble. But I'm going to no, go finish with. The, finish the saying. What's the rest of it? I don't know the rest of it. Say it. I want to die with a belly full of wine and a whore's mouth on my cock. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go with a fine, expensive glass of wine. I don't know which kind, but we'll just leave it at wine. I'm surprised you went like a 55-gallon drum of Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not about what the item is. He just wants copious hey, either amounts. Way, either way, I'm going out 
on a sugar high from the Kool-Aid or on a buzz from the wine. So my my God, I'm still tripping about fettuccine Alfredo as a side. Dude, you can get like a little bowl of it. You ain't getting a little bowl though. Don't even who you lying to, bro. Eric's about to do that. Eric's like, I want the 72 ounce steak from that challenge. Yeah. <laughs> just kill just kill the cow and bring it to me. <laughs> Eric, Eric's gonna have an descendants that he can't get killed until he's done eating. He's gonna take a year to eat all his food. So I have to. Uh, I'll, I'll be taking a diet coke here. I need to watch my calorie intake before I die. No, okay. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, Dude, for it's real? Like, it's like those people who go to McDonald's and, and a diet coke. It always bothers me, bro. I'm bro, not you don't want all that aspartame in your body when you die. <laughs> um. Shit, dude, drink is kind of a a, a tough one. I, I, I have, thought I, 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 what happened? I thought I knew your pick off dome. It is one of the options. Oh, okay. So the three options I have right now in my head are Sunny D. That's Arnold Palmer, and it's an ocean water slush from Sonic. Man, those are all fire. <laughs> I've been sitting here since I picked Blondie. I've been sitting here trying to get the dancer I wanted. I haven't been able to do it, dude. Bro, the, bro, the cherry limeade. Nah, it's definitely not as good as Ocean Water. Ooh, uh, another goal. This is getting out of hand. Okay. Not good. Time to pull him. Pull the goalie. Um, shit. I'll just make a decision. I'm gonna go with Tang. It's Tang with the chair. <laughs> Dude, you remember those commercials? Yeah. With the crazy monkeys in the spinning background? <laughs> yeah, dude. 90s, 90s commercials were just like the producers were on acid. Like, 100%, dude. They were all the offspring of the Grateful Dead. It's really, right. really nice, dude. Those, those Tang commercials with those orangutans just popping in from the side of the screen or the top of the screen. Right. <laughs> Still crazy to me. It's a green spinning circle, like a uh, psychedelic loop in the middle, and it, they're just yelling Tang the whole time. Speaking of 90s commercials that were crazy, fucking those Kool-Aid commercials, man, were nuts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought you were going to bring up the uh, Chihuahua from Taco Bell. Also nuts. Yo, Kiara, Taco Bell, dog. dog those, the Kool-Aid guy in those commercials it, was always crazy. Didn't George Lopez end up making like a Hollywood movie with the Chihuahua from Taco Bell? Beverly Hills there, Chihuahua or some shit like that? There is a Chihuahua movie, yeah. yeah. It, that, was the, that was the height of its powers. Now nobody even knows it existed. Uh, oh, my that's, God. That's crazy. What? The... the the Chihuahua. That George Lopez actually made a movie with the Chihuahua from Doctor Death. I think Eric had the name right. Let me just double check real quick. That really Hills Chihuahua. What was the plot line of that movie? Chihuahua. They were on a mission to get Taco Holy Bell. Holy shit! It's a film trilogy. Oh my god! Trilogy. Trilogy. Add that bitch to the queue, bro. <laughs> you so, know it's good if they made a second and a third one, bro. So it had George Lopez. Drew Barrymore, Piper Parabo, uh, Andy Garcia, Jamie Lee Curtis, 
Loretta Divine. <laughs> Yo, this cast. This cast is stacked. Yo, that director had dude, that director had dirt on every single one of them. <laughs> Let's see. He had Cheech Baron. That makes sense. Right. Uh, he had Edward James Olmos. Yo. Uh, he had um, Eddie Sotelo. Ernie Hudson. Uh, I'm, I'm, I just officially hit like territory where no one knows who any of these people are. Right. All right. So that's so. What's the plot of it? Give us the plot. Oh, okay. Let me get. <laughs> Beverly, let me. I'm in cast. Let me find the plot. Plot. All right. A pampered Chihuahua from Beverly Hills gets an unwelcome taste of the real world. Real world when she gets lost in a tough part of Mexico. With no Rodeo Drive boutiques in sight, she is out of her element until scrappy street dogs Delgado and Papi lend her a paw, helping her find her way home. Is this like an animated movie or this is like, what year was this? No, it's a real Chihuahua. It was 2008 was the first one. Is it George Lopez's Chihuahua? <laughs> I don't know. It, had a, it has a 3.9 out of 10. I just want to know who's green light and shit like this. Bro, check uh, this. Money. <laughs> check this out. Budget $20 million. Oh, my now, God. Now, tell me how much you think it grossed. It had to have grossed like 150, 150 mil or something. Yo, 149.3 million. <laughs> it's, 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 it's always something ridiculous, dude. Always something ridiculous. $20 million, they made 150 No wonder they made three of them. Can you imagine the producer? Can you imagine the producer that has that hanging on his wall? <laughs> so, let's see. Uh, oh, DVD sales. For the for part two, it was straight to DVD. $29.6 million. $29.6 million. So this one, two newlywed chihuahuas extend their family with a delightful litter of five mischievous puppies. Everything seems rosy until the canine parents realize their human owner, Sam's parents, have money problems and may lose their house. They enter the Beverly Hills dog show hoping to win the $50,000 prize. Think about that plot for a second. <laughs> It's too realistic, dog. $50,000 to save a house? like. Also, think about it. Like That came out after the housing bubble popped. Right. In 08-09. That's a little too close to home, bro. No doubt. And so you have part three with a whopping $12.2 And when Poppy, Chloe, and the puppies are upgraded to the luxurious hotel, their lives are changed for the better. However, the youngest pup, Rosa, feels neglected with the change, and it's up to Poppy to show her how special she is. Yo. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and move into the next topic. That's enough dumbing down. That's enough dumbing down. So the final picks for the pop culture pick them. Eric, read us through them, please. Sorry, my screen just froze. Give me one second. You want me to go? No, I got it. It's coming up. There it is. Uh, All right. So Nick had the first pick. He went with the homemade fried chicken, preferably from Papa Wash. 
uh, mac and cheese, mozzarella sticks, the Sunday from Buca de Peppo, and a McDonald's Sprite. I had the second pick, went with T-Bone Steak, the best side in the world, Fettuccine Alfredo, <laughs> Buffalo Wings, Tiramisu, and a nice wine. And Jermaine had the third and final pick. He went with the Filet Menon from Cattleman's Ranch, uh, Mofongo, Southwestern Egg Rolls from Cheesecake Factory, right? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Just Southwestern. <laughs> but I, I said Cheesecake Factory specifically. Right. The Blondie from Applebee's. And Tang. I made $5 uh, on a bet. I think it might have been with Jason or Thomas, but they bet me to drink a whole thing of the blondie stuff, the the melted, like, caramel, or, like, I don't know what it is, but it's like butter pecan flavor. Sauce. The sauce that they put on the blondie, they gave me $5 to chug that. It's easy, and did it? easy money, bro. It's yeah. easy money. That's easy money. That should taste delicious. Like, all right, I'll so take I, five bucks. I had to pay hundreds of dollars to eat 24 tacos. <laughs> Sounds like a deal to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I also. I that, was, that was free money. Yo, you self imposed, though. <laughs> like, sorry, I don't want to hear you talking. What I paid you a grand because you named presidents. <laughs> All right, so that is not that's not a lie at all. So, does anyone have any honorable mentions before we move on, or we want to wrap this up? I mean, mine was Baja Blast. Baja Blast, you, Eric. I may have substituted the ribs or the steak for a rack of ribs, but <laughs> what, a, what? What an entire an entire big side of them, or like a full rack, homie. Twenty four ribs. All right. one. you're gonna eat three of them. Hold no. on, hold on. I don't, I don't eat ribs enough. Is a full rack of ribs twenty four ribs? I actually believe it's twelve, but I was hoping that I could get both sides of the pig. Oh, okay. They pork, bro. I was gonna sit here and be like, "Yo, twenty four ribs is a rack of ribs. That price they be charging people is good, bro. It's like a, it's like a dollar fifty a rib. No doubt. I was just like, "Yo, that's a good fucking deal." All right. That, that's I don't have any uh, honorable mentions, so we'll just go ahead and move into the NBA Finals. So for those of you living under a rock, NBA season is wrapped with the NBA draft looming large this Thursday. Your Orlando Magic have the first pick. In the NBA Finals, you had the Golden State Warriors based out of San Francisco taking on the Boston Celtics based out of Hwaburn, Massachusetts. I don't know. I just made it up. They probably are in actual Boston. But uh, the series went six games. The order of victory went Boston, Golden State, Boston, Golden State, Golden State, Golden State, with the series ending at six. No single game was decided by less than 10 points. That means the first time in NBA Finals history that we had six games with the margin of victory of 10 or more. I will say this, that the games themselves did not feel like that. They were good basketball games up until – uh, there was like two blowouts, but the ones that were close were close, and it felt, oh, my God, this abs game is getting out of hand. <laughs> Uh-oh. Now 6-2 now, now lightning, by the way. Yo, you got – and there's five minutes left in the second period? You guys poked the bear with that 7-0 victory. Yeah. Scale 1 to 10, how nervous are you now? JT Comfort needs to learn to lift the fucking puck. I mean, I, I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Oof. All right. So, uh, Golden State ends up winning. Steph Curry gets named finals MVP. Um, 
second best player for Golden State was Andrew Wiggins. Had himself a monster of a series. Uh, Jason Tatum ended up having the best overall series for a Boston Celtic. And that's really like the indictment of that all. Jalen Brown had three phenomenal games. And then four, five, and six kind of didn't really have the same impact that he had. I'm sure you got his stats if you looked at him. But Jalen Brown actually did something pretty miraculous when you were going through and looking and reading and, and going through stuff. He shot 45% from three-point, right? Which is – that's fucking amazing. <laughs> Do either of you want to guess as to what he shot overall from the field for the series? Uh, 60%. Mm, wrong. You, Eric? Uh – 54. Wrong. So both of you were way too high. For the series, Jason Tatum shot 37%. Oh, you said Jason Tatum, dude. I'm an idiot. I was thinking Jalen Brown this whole time. Yeah. I knew that. So for the series, Jason yeah, – I was actually shocked you were so high. I was just like, Eric, you watched every game, bro. Yeah. I sit there and tell you these stats as I'm reading them. Like – <laughs> yeah, 37%. But he shot 45 from three. That's freaking crazy to me. So, uh, in honor of Jason Tatum having one of those finals collapses, I just kind of wanted to spotlight the few that come to mind um, of, player, of superstar players who collapsed in the finals. So, the first one, or the most recent one, was the 2016 Warriors, Steph Curry, um, he ended up shooting, I believe, 37% from three-point land in that series where LeBron got the ring for Cleveland. Uh, he had one of the most epic superstar collapses. Steph, a lot, a lot of people talk about that as the reason why he needed the finals MVP, but no one ever wants to tell the full story. He rolled his ankle, wasn't playing 100%. He was playing through that series, and it affected his shot. Now, first of all, we don't sit here and make – excuses for what happened but context is king when you're looking at these situations right the very next performance that comes to my mind and if any of you have any ones in between that let me know but is the 2011 heat versus maverick series where lebron james gets shut down by deshaun stevenson and looks like a shell of him at the height of his powers so the next one after that is the my goodness. Or though it's also a heat mad series. I so I, I was thinking that, but what about Dwight disappearing in the finals? Well Dwight real Dwight what did Dwight disappear or did everyone else disappear and then the magic got swept? I mean it was it was just an, a, from top to bottom, it was a just a shit man, show from the entire man. organization. But if you're a three-time defensive player of the year and supposedly a superstar, the next Shaq for Orlando, you got to win one, two games. I, I mean, I I know you're outclassed and, and you're not going to win the series, but you got to win one, man. AI won one against the team that went fucking 16-1 and one in the finals. I thought he did win one of that series. Let us I was going to say that. Yeah. How did AI play in that series? Yeah, Phenomenal. so he... He won one in that series. He won one. Okay, so maybe he yeah. does. Maybe he. Maybe I do. Get, I'm. I'm miscrediting him then. 
Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, and that's definitely up for debate, and I'm not going to sit here and defend Dwight Howard. He did not play well in that series. But, like, let's see. Um, Dwight Howard, 15 boards in game one. Oh, uh, we, we missed one. The Suns' entire team last year. <laughs> no. I, wow. I don't – I mean, I guess – didn't Chris Paul Chris Paul got hurt in that series, didn't he not? Yeah, what's new? <laughs> so Dwight Howard had 15 boards, he had 16 boards, and then game three, he had 14 boards. In game four, he had 21 boards, lost in overtime. Uh so he lost twice in overtime, game two and game four. And game five, Dwight Howard had 10 rebounds. Yeah, never really a score, but, I mean, that dude was putting up huge rebounds. But we could put Dwight Howard in that category. The next one I had, and I, I feel like I'm missing some in that later 2010s era, but Dwight Howard, not Dwight Howard, Dirk Nowinski against Dwayne Wade when they went up two games and then the Heat swept the next four. Um, did Dirk disappear, or did D. Wade's legacy superstar just get born that series? I think it was a combination of both. It really was because Dirk played so poorly and then the next year got bounced in the first round. Mm-hmm. And everyone was just like, oh, Dirk doesn't have it. Dirk doesn't have it. And then Dirk took it upon himself and, and got essentially got pissed off. And then he became the player that we know now. Like yeah. that, was, that was the precursor to Dirk Nowitzki taking that leap and then taking that old-ass Maverick squad and dusting up that heat team and getting the championship. So I just thought it was a pretty interesting to see that kind of performance from a star player. Granted, he still put numbers, still had impact on the game, but, you know, it was a pretty monumental collapse. Yeah, so, I mean, one minute they're crowning him the next, you know, so-and-so, talking about how he might be the face of the league. And, and I mean, these are the moments where you actually become the face of the league. You know what I mean? This this yeah. is where you have to be that 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 guy who's um give me the rock I'm gonna give you 45 and 15 and we are gonna go seven in this game in this series and he just he just faded away man he did it literally literally all his jump shots were fading <laughs> away from the defense that's what was so crazy about that comment right there um that's what really made me mad makes me mad about all this stuff everyone's trying to crown people before they do anything like yeah l- let people do something let's then we'll start talking about it eric sent me a video that compared jason tatum and jalen brown to scotty pippen and michael jordan right i did yeah, send but, that but Not- but but three years younger or something right yes yeah because they they were 25 and when jordan and pippen did theirs they were 28 and 27 or 28 and 29 or something like that again right. i sent that video because of how fucking ridiculous it was not I because I believed I it. Yeah, I just I want to clarify. Say, like, <laughs> yeah, I just love sending things like that because it's wild how people take these smallest things and try to be like, they try to you know turn mountain you know mountains into molehills or, or molehills into mountains or whatever. Like, it's just you can't, dude. Let them go win the championship before we do any type of comparison to anybody who's on the Mount Rushmore of basketball, bro. Like, they compared them to a team that won three titles in a row twice. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone's favorite stat to throw out right now is that the Golden State Warriors are the first team to win four championships in eight years since the Chicago Bulls, mm-hmm. right? Which who, who won six in eight. 
you know, and then the Warriors went six finals in eight seasons. Like that's, we can start talking about them in those conversations. Like Jason Tatum ain't really done nothing yet. That shit was what was so crazy to me. I will say I was a little disappointed and sad for Jason Tatum to not ball at the level that we expect him to play. But Jason Tatum is, has the third most points from an NBA player in the playoffs before age 25. Now, I don't remember the other two. I know LeBron is one of them. And I would say it's probably Jordan. but Or no, I think it might have been LeBron and Kobe. Yeah, because Kobe was in the finals and he was like 20. Yeah, I think it was Whoa. LeBron. And LeBron. It was like LeBron and Kobe or LeBron and MJ. Yeah. I, either way, that's the kind of company you want to be in. Um, Scott I mean, is, Kobe won three rings before 25. So I, I would say he has to be the third guy on that list. I would say you're right. Now, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I have to say it's Kobe. So shout out to Jason Tatum for that. That's an elite company. And, dude, you made it to the finals before 25. Not a lot of people say that. There's a reason why 25 is the marker in the NBA. That's kind of when that maturity and and superstardom hit at the same point. So Jason Tatum's already a step ahead. So that's good for him. Um, Golden State, like I had touched on before, um, Jordan Poole, who seemed to disappear kind of in the conference and NBA finals, ended up averaging 17 points for the entire postseason run, which is a pretty good, pretty good point total for someone coming off the bench. Uh, Draymond Green had a much maligned NBA finals run. Uh, there was a discussion that we got into in our NBA chat chat today um, saying that Draymond Green is overrated. <laughs> now, I don't I don't know. I want to ask you guys the question. If you take Draymond Green off the Warriors, how many championships do they still win? Zero. I, I say zero because Kevin Durant probably never comes. So those championships disappear. So like if Draymond's never on that team, I don't think they win any championships, no. Yeah. I, <laughs> we could all agree that defense is the most important, right? Like Yes, Dennis Rodman. It, every, it just, go ahead. Every year, like we see, like teams that are just on fire offensively, they just it doesn't. You can't overwhelm a team. Like if a team plays great defense, that's going to win you the championship. Look at the last what four or five champions: the Lakers, amazing defense in the bubble, right? The Raptors, length, size. They had Arbaca down there blocking everybody. Like defense wins you the championship, and that's and they, not going to change. And they had Mark Gasol, bro. That's yeah, what a lot of people. Are- I, it's the it, I'm, haven't people been saying it since like 1906? Defense wins championships. I think that's the only thing people have said since 1906. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing throughout time is defense wins championships. Yeah, it's it's just kind of crazy how in today's day and age where it's all highlights, it's all hype, it's all offense all the time, which is what puts asses in seats. I'm not disagreeing with that. But to understand this at a much higher level, you have to understand the value that defense gives. And here's my question. I have one, I have several questions from the NBA finals, but like Marcus Smart was the defensive player of the year. Yeah. Why the fuck was he not guarding Steph Curry? I mean, like that's that was one of the things that like we talked about. Like we we talked about how this you know this Boston team is going to be you know 
who's who's gonna guard who, who's gonna guard on Golden State? Who's gonna guard the three guys that Boston has? Because Boston has three elite defenders to guard Golden State. And it, it it was the opposite, right? Golden State turned in a very impressive defensive performance in the last three games. I think there was there was there was some stat that I saw. Never mind, my computer. There was some <laughs> there was some stat um, that um, oh man, I can't find it. Uh, that, that, that the last three games were. Uh, the Celtics' worst three-game stretch of offense this season, like including the playoffs. So to that point, we talked mm-hmm. about it in the in the NBA Finals uh, preview show. You asked us, Jermaine. You went player by player and asked us how they would line up, and and, and on paper it made sense. The Celtics they lined up better against the Warriors, right? And then we watched the finals, and what I noticed is, and again, Andrew Wiggins' success. Uh, you know, Harrison Barnes' success in that system. It, it comes down to system because we all know Steph Curry isn't the greatest on-ball defender. He's a great help defender. What I noticed was the system was force Jalen and Tate and, and Jason in and steal the kick, force the turnover on the kick out, or force the turnover on the second pass. And that's what they did. And the Celtics just played right into it the whole series. Instead of going for the contact, they were trying to kick out and everybody was there, hands out, ready to steal the ball. And, I mean, you don't steal it every time, but they had 16 or more turnovers in, I think, what, five of the six games? The, you can't – it just it just doesn't work. And that system, regardless of who you think the weak link on defense is, they played it perfectly. The Celtics played into it, and it cost them a championship. And so – and you know what sucks is, like, we could sit here and be like, yo, Ime, Ime Udoka got outcoached in his first ever season – as an NBA coach, right? Head coach, sorry. He was definitely been an assistant coach before. But he was this is his first time as an NBA coach. And he took this Boston team all the way to the finals, right? So I want to give that man props. I also there's nothing he could have done different. I literally saw him throw every style of defense at the Golden State Warriors. And it was just undressed 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 and i'm like yeah they really tried everything it got to the point where in one game they tried everything in game six they didn't just have a thing they were going to try they they tried everything in game six and it just goes to show that you can't guard steph curry dude dude had his seminal performance of 43 points in game four in a game that very much dictated the result of this series. Up until game four, it looked like Golden State had no answer for Boston. And in game four, Steph Curry took it upon himself and torched the Celtics. And in game five and in game six, as the game progressed, you could just see the Celtics had decided in their head they did not have what it takes to stop this team. Which brings me to the question. Does the 2018 Boston Celtics beat the 2018, uh, the team that lost to the Toronto Raptors? Right? 2018, is that correct? Or is that the year? Uh, 2019. 2019 is the year that the Raptors won. So 18 was the year that they swept LeBron. 
when J.R. Smith had that stupid fucking. <laughs> so, all right. So, do you think that Boston Celtics, obviously, all right, like if KD's still on the squad, I don't know why he's talking. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, they can't even beat him without KD. Not saying that, you know, this team isn't whatever. This team won the championship. They deserve all their roses, but you're not going to beat the team with KD on it. I don't care who you are, Marcus Smart. Bro, and yeah, it's funny, so funny enough that 2019. It's it's actually interesting. A, a stat comparison I saw was the 2019 Finals. Steph Curry became the fourth player to average 35 and five, so 30 points, five rebounds, and five assists. Or sorry, he became he he averaged 35 and five. He also did that these Finals, and he's the fourth player in NBA history to do that in multiple finals and he became the first player to average that 35 and five and average five made three pointers a game <laughs> that 2019 finals he did the same thing 35 and five didn't so have I, the five, I, I think he didn't have the five threes for game though right you're right yeah but i okay. think that that goes even more to your point was that curry was shooting lights out if he doesn't face that toronto team he faces that boston team instead there's no chance. Yeah. Uh, Warriors so, may sweep that Boston team. So the uh, – I think – I honestly think he said 2018. Eric, can you get me the quote from Marcus Smart? The quote is for 2018, yes. So he was talking about the team with Kevin Durant, Nick, <laughs> which just makes you shake your head even further. Like the Toronto the, – the team that lost in Toronto, you're like, all right, maybe, because they had the injuries, they had this, they had that. Maybe. Right. But you're talking about you're talking about the 2018 squad that just coming off the title that they won so handily in the postseason, walk slept walk through the season. Like he said this before the series started. That's what I was gonna say. Like Go that ahead, was Eric, just take it bullet, away. That was just bulletin board material for this team. Like, and we've and we've come to see the levels of pettiness that this Warrior team can reach. Like, which. You know, you say some shit like that to a team that's won championships, knows how to win championships. They're going to take that personally and show you that you're not going to beat them. And I, I really do think they use that as source material. Why are you saying that before? Before the <laughs> and here's what I what's really bothered me. Now that we've gotten into this portion of it, like Nick says it all the time. Nick, what do you say all the time? Episode 497 of Don't Piss Goats Off. <laughs> My God. Stephen Curry was dead. He was <laughs> dead. He was washed up. <laughs> he was an afterthought in this league. Bro, I look, I am not a Warriors fan, and I'm actually a little upset they overtook the Bulls for more titles. But that's the Bulls' fault, right? Like, everyone's mad about the Warriors being petty and having all this shit to say. How much awful shit did they say about the Warriors? For the last like three years, three years. yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. Like when I mentioned the pettiness thing, I'm just talking about we've seen them be petty. Like Curry pointing at his ring finger with five minutes left in the third quarter. Draymond with the Celtics with the 18, maybe next year. Like that's all a little petty stuff, but deservedly so. You guys are doing a whole lot of this, counting us out, writing us off, forgetting that we're three-time champions, forgetting that we have the greatest shooter of all time. Forget all this shit. Like, yeah, KD left. Has KD won a ring since? No. No. These guys have. 
I mean, playing like, team like basketball. Said, like I said, the beginning of the season, national media was saying, or was that? Yeah, that was the beginning of the season. Before the season started, Steph Curry's dead. He can't shoot like he used to. He's he's too injured. He's too he's washed. Like he's he's not. He's a shell of his former self. Bro, last January I sat here on the podcast. Not this January of 2022. January 2021. <laughs> I sat here on the podcast with Nick, discussing how him and I were just like, why does everyone keep saying Steph Curry's dead? And I had an epic like 20 two-minute rant about how Steph Curry is not dead. I, I was lit at the time, and I was upset. So I was, like, drunk and upset that people were saying this. That was the same year that Steph Curry went on to torch that entire month of April and just have just record performances and put up these crazy gaudy numbers while the team still sucked. But, like – how is that man dead and now he's doing it again? It just doesn't make sense to me. So all of this shit that people talked, I mean, there's videos of, I don't really like this guy, but his name is Nick something. He kind of looks like a rat. Do you know who I'm talking about? Nick, Fred, I think, Friedel or something. Oh, yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. he. It's just, he just looks, he looks like Cameron Payne. <laughs> if oh. you, know, you know what I'm talking about? What's his name, Eric? The Nick, Nick Friedel, sports commentator. Nick Friedel looks like Cameron Payne. They both look like rats. I Look, I don't have anything personal against these guys, but he sat there and said this was the dumbest move Bob Myers ever made. Now Steph Curry has to um, – now Steph Curry has to – you know, play with Andrew Wiggins. The Warriors will never win a ring again. I can't believe he did this to Steph Curry. Yada, yada, yada. Fast forward to now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, peep the rings, dog. Peep, yeah. peep the rings. I've never been so hot that people could be comfortable burying this team and saying all this shit about them, how they can't win without KD, how Steph is – isn't that good a player? He could be shut down and taken away. Clay Thompson's done. Draymond Green trip. Like now, they like to say the talking point that came out of the finals performance was Draymond Green triple single has no impact on the game, even though he directly won Game Two with his physicality and just his presence on the court. In the deciding game, he had twelve points, twelve rebounds, eight assists, two blocks, and two steals. And the whole series, he guarded Jalen fucking Brown. He's dead, too. He's dead, too, bro. Draymond Green is a 6'6 power forward slash center. Let that yeah. sit in. <laughs> and he's arguably one of the greatest defenders of all time. Bro, cut the lights and make the Undertaker bell sound, dude. Like, <laughs> how many Like how many times do we need to say it? Like, you know, you don't – you do, like – I get it. I get it, Boston. You felt like the team of destiny. We said it on this podcast. You feel like the team of destiny this year. And, like, yeah, maybe it'll go seven. We all thought it would go seven. But, like, those last three games, you got the brakes beat off you. It was bad. It was bad, dude. It, like, I don't know what to say. I, I think I realized the Celtics were defeated. I think it was game five. Steph Curry does like uh he cuts baseline. He's got the guys guarding him. Guys guard him as good as you can. And he just does like this move where like 
it's like a sidestep off one foot, like crazy three, and like he turns around before it's in, and he's running up the court, and the dude's just sitting there with his hands up, yelling at his teammates, like, and that's when I knew, like, it's over, because this guy's mad at his teammates for something that he shouldn't be mad at them about. Like, you can't even be mad at yourself. You tried, bro. Like, this is just the greatest <laughs> shooter of all time. This is just the greatest shooter of all time, and you just got cooked. Steph Steph Curry, if you could look this up for me, Eric, but I think Steph Curry is not like when we say he's the greatest three-point shooter of all time like think about volume sheer volume sheer makes definitely the best right his career three-point percentage i believe is 45 (laughs) percent that's incredible give me a second his career overall is 43 let me give you his three that'd be crazy if he's better from three for his career (laughs) That's how you know you're the best shooter. If you're better from three for your career, <laughs> like you're definitely the best shooter, bro. Uh, it should be there, right next. If you scroll over, if you have career field goal, it should have. I don't know. I was thinking you're on basketball reference, though. All right, so we'll let we'll let Eric get into that. So, all right, so Golden State's on its uh, pettiness tour. I want to just say one thing about. Go ahead, Eric. Career three point shooting percentage for Stephen Curry or Wardell Jr. Forty two. Or 43% because it's 0.429. Oh, so it's 42.429? No, it's 40, it's 0.428. So I'm assuming that would be 42.8% rounding up to so 43%. Four- uh, I was close. It, 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 he was two percentage points off. Um, which is an utterly ridiculous career three-point mark for the sheer volume that he's attempting. Uh, that's all I was trying to get at. That's how good this man is. Like, let's stop being disrespectful <laughs> to Steph Curry. I don't understand why the popular thing was to hate on Steph Curry. And I, you know what? I, I, part of it is I think LeBron fans are prominent and they're <laughs> and, and they're everywhere, right? And Steph Curry, for the better part of the last eight years, has been LeBron's direct rival. So. Talking heads of the media, here's looking at you, Brian Windhorst, you fucking bum. Get LeBron's dick out of your mouth so that way you can actually do something with yourself. Um, and just every other LeBron fan ever. And that's why you hear all this slander of Steph Curry. It blows my mind. I just don't get it. Well, millionaires have great media empires. You know this. <laughs> that's true. So just to put this into perspective, Steve Kerr has the highest three-point percentage of all time at 454 Okay. And he's attempted and he attempted 1.8 per game. <laughs> Steph Curry is unfortunately number 9 on this list at 42.8, but he's attempted 8.8 for his career. Game, <laughs> 8.8. Yeah. My man's is good for nine three-point shots a game, bro, and he's shooting at 40. Nope. Yeah. Nobody in the history of the league besides JJ Redick is above five. JJ Reddick's at 5.0. Everybody else is 4.9 or lower. That's on this list, I should say. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we could, we'd have to cross-reference and check. Too, but I'm going to take this list at face value. <laughs> Look at how ridiculous that is, bro. 43% on damn near – okay, damn near 43% on damn near nine threes a game. Like, that's how good this man is. People just want to sit here on it. And it's – you know who it is. It's the fans – who didn't get the parade when LeBron won his fake ring. 
This is another reason why the bubble championship doesn't count. They didn't have a parade. If you don't have a parade, it doesn't count. It's a rule. It's like baseball. It's an unwritten rule, bro. Doesn't count. All right, so let's play a quick game of what crazy thing happens this offseason in the NBA. Since we didn't front load Nick with this, we'll let him go last. Eric, you're going to go first. Uh, I mean, we talked about it today at the kitchen table. I think Rudy, Rudy Gobert goes, um, I want to say Clippers. I think Donovan Mitchell goes to Miami. There's already been pictures of him with Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler down in Miami partying. We all know that that organization is about to implode. And I think Bradley Beal ends up in Portland. In Portland? Talk about yeah. an awful defensive backcourt. They just love their two. They just love their two guard combos. Like I don't understand why they aren't trying to go get Rudy Gobert or something. But I have a feeling with the cap space they have and all the players that are losing, they're going to have enough to uh, to entice him on a super max. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So you have Gobert to the Clippers, Bradley Beal to the Trailblazers, and Donovan Mitchell to the Heat. Nick, you got yeah. anything? Yeah, in in this year's iteration of Ben Simmons drama, Ben Simmons uh, tweets, uh, I'm going to say twice that he's thinking about retirement, uh, ends <laughs> up not retiring, but sits on injured reserve for the whole year. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm here for all of that. Hey, we didn't, uh, we should talk about Kyrie because that's going to be interesting. Uh, se- ben Simmons, second non-existent back surgery. That's what's oh, going right. on. <laughs> Everyone's trying to tell me. I st- okay. I don't think Ben Simmons had the back surgery. Do you guys agree with me or disagree? With what me? kind of procedure do you know that you can have on your back where you go in at eight in the morning and you're out by noon in your car taking perfectly non-drugged up pictures? Uh, ask Deshaun Watson. He's had plenty of plenty of procedures on his back. Well done. <laughs> high quality. High quality, sir. High quality. Uh, let's, I, I want another uh, – I'll take another storyline of the offseason. Uh, James Harden's weight becomes an issue again. Uh, <laughs> he instantly loses 15 pounds with a tapeworm or whatever he did last time. Uh, and I, and I, I say this offseason, I don't know which one. So this is probably going to be a crappy prediction. But one of the Heat's big three gets traded. Or not, not the Heat. Sorry, one of the Nets' big three gets traded. Oh, so that's actually – I don't know if you've heard the reports just from today, but Kyrie Irving and Brooklyn Nets are far apart on a deal, obviously, since he missed all of last season because he didn't – you know, more power to him. I respect him for not getting the vaccine. Uh, I actually agree with him on that sentiment. I don't want to be a guinea pig in that procedure. But, you know – now they don't want to sign him to a max deal because you can't guarantee he's going to be there. You can't pay him that much money. And so now he's talking about testing free agency. There's been a few teams linked, and one of them's always the goddamn Lakers because if you just have a star player, you're automatically linked despite not having any assets or any players that the other team would want. No, they have assets like in 2035. <laughs> Yes, they don't have assets. <laughs> yeah. We'll change uh, our 2050 first round pick. But Eric brought a point up that Kyrie's from New York, wanted to play there his whole career. And so if it doesn't work out with 
Brooklyn, the New York Knicks. Keep the same condo, move across town. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. The New York Knicks are trying to fix their point guard position for literally the last 15 plus years. Um, and it seems like a match made in heaven. So that Eric said Kyrie to the Knicks. That's a very fascinating development there. Um, we talked about the Zion Williamson drama down in New Orleans, how a healthy Zion makes that Pelicans team a playoff contender. Uh, I don't know about a championship contender, but it definitely makes them a contender to make the playoffs. And you don't want to see that team. Um, you know, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. in Denver are going to get healthy. Uh, what happens with DeAndre Ayton, former number one overall pick? He's due for his max extension right now, and there is so much disagreement in Phoenix as to – well, that's not disagreement. They don't want to pay him. <laughs> so who is going to pay him? Where is he going to go? Uh, there's the newest development that Kenny, Kenny Atkinson turned down the Charlotte Hornets head coaching position. So that head coach position is still open and Kenny Atkinson returns to golden state to be the top assistant. So you have to think, does that make Kenny Atkinson next in line to replace Steve Kerr? I don't think it does. There's been so many people who have been next in line to replace Steve Kerr. I don't think we're going to see it coming as far as who, who it is, but Kenny Atkinson returns. He said, I'd rather win rings and assist, as an assistant coach than suck in Charlotte for four years and get fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think that's a direct quote. Um, is this Greg Popovich, Popovich's last year in San Antonio? That's another um, talking point coming out of it. Um. You said you mentioned the weight. So does Luca understand that it's a year-round gig, and he has to maintain that weight in presence to to be that top dog in the NBA? Um, let's see. There's, I mean, there's just so many fascinating developments. What's going on? So PJ Tucker is slated to leave the Heat. Um, wants to test free agency. Doesn't mean he's for sure leaving, but. <sighs> Man, that's just that's just me thinking off off the off the dome. I mean, if you're if you're, I mean, dude, there's like there's the whole John Wall situation. There's where's where does Russell Westbrook end up? Like, I mean, there's so much things that 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 you know we have such a good off season ahead of us. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, and and the whole time we're gonna have to listen to Draymond troll everyone for saying the Warriors would never win again, and it's gonna be amazing. John Morant's already upset with the Warriors. I don't give a fuck about the Grizzlies. I hope they never win anything. They just fucking bother me now. Fucking self-crown Twitter TikTok warriors. And now they're calling out the Golden State Warriors for Christmas Day. If the NBA doesn't do it, though, that's that's stupid. Should put the Grizzlies versus the Warriors on Christmas Day. Really should. Uh, OG Ananubi wants out of Toronto. Like, there's just – there's so much – Every year, it's like the end. I don't know what happens during the course of the season, but a lot of people get in arguments and they just can't get over it. They're no longer friends. Um, that's crazy. All right, so way too early predictions, Nick. Who do you have winning the Western Conference? Who do you have winning the Eastern Conference? And then who do you have winning it all? Los Angeles Lakers win the West. Uh, can you give me odds on that, Eric? <laughs> 
A billion to zero. Uh, Chicago Bulls win the East. <laughs> what is this, March? <laughs> uh, and Chicago uh, finally, and Chicago takes the title, the title number back from Golden State or ties them. Oh, man, beating LeBron, that'd be great. Uh, all right, so Nick's not serious prediction, and let's go to Eric's prediction for the 2022-2023 season. Uh, I'm going to go Warriors Western Conference Finals. I'm going to go Bucks Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm going to go Bucks Champions next year. Hmm. Eric went chalk. It's not chalk? Yeah, I think that's chalk. Whatever, dude. Uh, well, dude, because you, you just picked the last two champs. Like, how is that not chalk? Listen, listen. All these other teams have question marks. Miami's going to get, you know, who knows? Bam out of bio showed that he ain't shit. Boston, okay. They could run it back together. And, and, and but I also still don't believe they should have been there. I think with a healthy Chris Middleton that the Bucks no, win that series. That. I agree. Um, Philadelphia, <laughs> next. Uh, <laughs> The Bulls could be there. You know, they're getting ball back. Caruso, they got that great defense. They add another piece. They add Rudy Gobert or something. I could see them there. But until somebody does it, it's the Bucks. And on the Western Conference, fuck everybody. This is the this is the active dynasty that I want to see. I remember hating on the Spurs. I remember hating on the Patriots. I remember all these dynasties that I hated on. And I'm not going to do it. I'm going to love and respect the Warriors. And I'm going to enjoy them so that when they're not here and we don't have a dynasty... I can say, hey, I enjoyed the Warriors. This seems like a good time to insert my tagline. I always say this. Dynasties make sports better. They do, man. They do. Yeah, so I actually have Clippers. Ooh. I have the Clippers with yeah, Rudy West. Gobert. I don't know if Rudy Gobert is going to be there. I mean, if yeah. Rudy Gobert is there, then it's going to make my pick feel <laughs> that much better. So I actually have Clippers versus Heat in the NBA Finals. And I have the Clippers winning it all. Are you going off the assumption that Donovan Mitchell is going to the Heat? Yeah, there's a lot of assumptions I just made. Yeah, it's 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 June of 2022. Also, yeah, I didn't I just... realize that Covington and uh, Fuckboy from the Raptors to the Blazers to the Clippers. What's his name? Norman Powell. Norman Powell. They're both. Oh, they're restricted for agents, so we'll see what happens. But you know, yeah, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think the Clippers keep them. So. I That's think a great well, pick, dude. That's a great pick. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's going to change. <laughs> so for those of you who are going to be up in arms, I know everyone who's a Lakers or LeBron fan is going to be upset at the at the Clippers. But, uh, Nick, you keep making faces at this hockey game. What am I missing? Kale McCarr just had one of the most athletic defensive stops I think I've ever seen. He got beat and, like, managed to pirouette and block us. Lock a punch by just throwing his stick back. <laughs> it was like one of the mo- like I know that I shouldn't be impressed anymore at Kale McCarr. <laughs> He's the Mike Trout of the NHL right now. He's one of the best hockey players to watch right now. I, I will say, watching this Avalanche team is like it- it's been really fun. These guys are crazy fast on the ice. They're all like they came out aggressive as shit in the Stanley Cup Finals. So all the uh, podcast game three. listeners that don't listen or that don't watch hockey. I will tell you this. Fucking watch the sport. It's phenomenal. It's an amazing sport. I am a fan. They won me over this year. I'm going to watch way more games. Yeah. <laughs> it's dead. I love hockey. 
I don't know nearly enough, but I I know I love hockey. I love watching it. It's amazing. Okay, so now that we have essentially the third game of the Stanley Cup Finals in the book, looking like a two-one series lead for the Avalanche. Um, did that dude just throw his stick at the Avalanche player? <laughs> um, who do who do we got for wrapping it up and winning it all? Colorado still. Uh, yeah, I don't know anymore, really. Yeah, like, this is... I mean, you you can't let you can't let Vasilevsky get or not. Uh, yeah, Vasilevsky get hot like this. You can't let Tampa Bay's goalie get hot. You can't have him get his confidence back. And the Avs, it's not like the Avs have not. The game is six two. It's the Avs have outshot the Lightning. They have not outskated the Lightning, but they have had two wide open nets that if the puck were elevated. It would have been a goal. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, dude. There's been a few shots where I'm like, damn, how did the how did have the abs not scored more goals? Yeah, I mean, it is it is it is it is a frustrating game to watch. It, it is it is just, I mean, like you can't you can't expect to score like eight like seven goals each night. So I, I I don't know I like I I still agree with what we said I still think it's going to be a seven game series because that's the way sports work and it's got to be like that yeah so yeah I, I mean just, my 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 prediction hasn't changed I'm sticking with abs but this performance is not I need at least another goal put in by the abs for me to 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 get a little more warm and fuzzy but I've seen this before from the lightning. I've seen this exact series play out before for the Lightning. So I just think it's a pretty interesting thing to see. So oh, the Rangers were up. Uh, the Rangers were up uh, 2-0, weren't they? Yeah. And they scored a bunch of goals, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was just last series. And yeah. here's, the, here's the thing. They were up in the third period of game three. Yeah, the Rangers in the first two games – Scored nine goals and the Lightning only scored four. Yeah, and then the Lightning won three two and then four one. I mean, like you you don't you don't want you don't want Vasilevsky to get hot, and that's what he's doing in this game is he's getting hot. And the the Avs have had very little ice awareness, and their passing has been awful, and their skating has been awful. So I mean let's I mean let's let's see game th- game four. Yeah, well if, yeah, I, if the abs come out like this in game four, it's it's I I hate to say it, I, I'm gonna sound like an Eric here, but like it's series over if they come out like this in game four. Yeah. Well, good thing is is based on this result today, you're guaranteed your game five. Yeah, it's very true. I will be in Colorado for game five. So so now, whether it's, it's a 3-1 or a 2-2 series is going to be drastically different. Um, yeah. Hopefully, Colorado puts up more of a fight. When is game four? Do you know when the rest of the schedule kicks off? Uh, game four is Wednesday. Game five would be Friday. Game five is Friday. Got it. Okay. So, that's the Stanley Cup check-in. And last but not least, you, who do you guys have going first overall in the NBA draft? That guy. The Magic yeah. had the first pick, right? The Magic had the first pick, yes. 
See, I want to say a name because but I'm gonna, when I say it, you're going to be like, ah, you take my picks. So I'm just going to go with that kid from Gonzaga. I still think he's going to go first. You do not think that kid's going to go first. Who are, You were going to say Paolo Banchero? Yeah, I, I actually thought it was going to be him or, or, or that Smith kid, but. I don't think it's gonna. I didn't. I've never thought it's gonna be Paolo. I just said. I just saw the odds change from plus sixteen hundred to plus four hundred for that guy. You know who it should be? To be honest with you, and this is dead ass serious. It should be Scoot Henderson, bro. No, that's immediately not serious. You can't say dead ass serious and then not be serious, bro. Well, just don't say the sentence and just say the name. What's the point? Because I'm dead ass serious, bro. Scoot Henderson. If the Magic don't draft Jabari Smith, that man should send them a – what do they call those uh, edible arrangements? Yeah, a gift basket. Yeah, he should send them an edible arrangement. Thank you for not ruining my career is what he should right. them. <laughs> All right, does anyone have any last nickels before we uh, wrap the show? Yeah, game four decides the Stanley Cup playoffs. Ooh, that's a bold take. So that means I should put pizza money on the end. Uh, the lightning to win it all, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can get it cheap right now. He's not happy with that sentence. All right, Eric, you have any last nickels? Uh, no, no, no. Abs in five. Abs in five. I like to hear it. All right. Follow us on Instagram, at Twitter, at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. And as always, we have with us EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. Oh, it's not playing at all. All right. No exit music. I'm not sure why it's not playing. You're still up. What? 